This is Construction Business Mastery, episode number 13. In the fast-paced, high-tech world of construction today, 80% of the new start construction companies go broke or out of business within the first year. In five years, only 2% of the construction companies remain. Construction Business Mastery is dedicated to providing educational information and resources necessary for construction companies to succeed and prosper. Hello. This is Glenn Wilson, and I'll be your host of this episode of the Construction Business Mastery Alliance podcast. This is our 13th podcast in a series of podcasts that are dedicated to assisting independent and medium-sized contractors succeed and prosper in the construction industry. In this month's feature segment, we're going to be looking at some very interesting statistics about the construction industry's rise and fall over the past five years and looking at some statistics about what the economists say we're going to be doing in the next five years. In the legal segment, we're going to be looking at a very interesting case involving how a California court ruled in favor of a general contractor because he had a good-faith dispute and was not held accountable to the prompt payment statute of that state. In the safety segment, we're going to be looking at how language barriers impede our safety practices on our construction sites, and what we can do about them. And in our quick tips and bonuses section, we're going to be looking at how I define success in the construction industry, and I'll be offering some incredible bonuses for the first 10 members who sign up for membership in the Construction Business Mastery Alliance. Hello, and welcome to this month's feature segment of the Construction Business Mastery Alliance podcast. Well, another month has gone by, and as I sit back now looking at almost being half a year completed and analyze our own company's performance, I have to say that it really hasn't been a good year so far, but it also hasn't been a bad one. There has been work out there for us to do, and we've done it, I think, pretty effectively. Our company profit margins are holding steady, but yet our outlook and backlog is the lowest it's been in the past five years. And I think this is probably pretty common throughout the construction industry. While doing some research for the Construction Business Mastery Alliance, I ran across some very interesting statistical information that I know helped me focus on what has been happening for the last five years, as well as looking at some projections for the future. The majority of this information came from the U.S. Census Bureau. The metrics for the construction industry showed a rise in construction market size from 2005 to 2007, from approximately $1.5 billion per year to a little over $1.73 billion per year. Then, beginning in 2007, it began to drop down to in 2010, to just a little over $1,300,000,000 a year. The average income for a construction company in 2007 was 2409000 per year, 
which then dropped in 2010 to $2,056,000 per year. From 2005 till 2008, the average employees per firm was 10, which then dropped off to 8 in 2010. From 2007 to 2010, we lost 2 million employees in the construction industry. According to the U.S. federal statistics, the average operating revenue of a construction company last year was $2,056,131, with the gross cost of construction to be $1,491,680. This yielded a gross profit on construction of $529,916, or 26% of sales. The average construction company had an operating cost of $415,492, or 20% of sales, yielding a net profit on sales of 6%. That was down 4% from 2007. This is a clear sign that companies are taking work at much tighter margins in order to deal with the tough construction economy. Another interesting statistic that I found was that the average collection period, or the time from billing to time that a contractor got paid, is 44 days. This needs to be considered when you're having to finance your construction work. According to the market forecast attached to this report, it shows that the construction in this country will grow between 2010 and 2011 by 7.5%, and increasing then in 2012 by 10.3%, 2013 by 9.6%, by 2014, 9%, and then in 2015, 10.8%. According to the figures just released for the month of April, it appears that there may be an uptrend to the construction economy. Currently in April, there is a total of $764,931,000 in construction. Of that, approximately $240 million is in residential and $524 million is in commercial. $282 million of that is in public construction or government spending. In looking at all those statistics, it does look like we may have hit the bottom of the recession as it relates to the construction industry. And we may well be on a slight upturn, although the employment figures, as far as construction workers, does not totally seem to support that data. In the last five years, we have lost almost 100,000 construction firms in the United States. There are now... 645,200 construction firms still operating. As we move into the next five years, the firms that will grow and prosper will be those firms who have a clear sense of direction and purpose, will understand the needs and desires of their clients, and will have a handle on their construction operating costs and be able to estimate their projects more accurately. Those firms that will grow and continue to prosper will be heavily involved in technology to assist them in their construction operations. As I think back, 
when I started my first construction company 40 years ago. We were still doing our drawings for construction on a drafting table with a T-square, and our estimates were handwritten, and my difficult calculations were done with a slide rule. Boy, have we come a long way. And I know that one of the reasons we have been able to continually be successful and remain in business is that we have embraced the new technologies that have assisted us in our construction operations. From the computers that we use in our office operations to the new technology and tools that we use in the field. And as the demands of the next decade for increased speed in construction and cost effectiveness will dictate, these tools for improved production will be more critical. It is now time for the legal segment of the Construction Business Mastery Alliance podcast. The information in this section is taken from the Construction Claims Advisor with the express permission of WP Publishing Company. Most states have some type of prompt payment statute on the books for construction contracts. And this month we're going to be looking at how a California court ruled that under a prompt payment statute, a good-faith dispute that exists that excuses late payment is determined by an objective standard, and that the subjective belief of a prime contractor, even if sincere, is not determinative and will not shield the prime from statutory penalties. Pacific Construction Company was the prime contractor for construction of a multi-unit residential building in Los Angeles. Pacific Construction subcontracted the low-voltage electrical work to FEI Enterprises, Incorporated. The subcontract called for periodic progress payments based on the percentage of work completed. The subcontract was subject to a California prompt payment statute, Business and Professions Code, Section 7108.5, which applies to private construction projects. The statute requires a prime contractor to pay a subcontractor's progress payment request within 10 days of the prime's receipt of payment for the work from the project owner. A violation obligates the prime to pay a sub a penalty of 2% per month of the amount due. There is an exception, however, written into the statute. The exception states, If there is a good-faith dispute over all or any portion of the amount due on a progress payment from the prime contractor or subcontractor, to a subcontractor, the prime contractor or subcontractor may withhold not more than 150% of the disputed amount. Disagreements arose between Pacific Construction and FEI regarding the subcontractor's scope of work. Pacific Construction stopped making progress payments and eventually terminated the subcontract. FEI sued for breach of contract and demanded payment 
of the penalty under the prompt payment statute. A trial court ruled that Pacific Construction breached the subcontract. The trial court awarded damages to FEI, but denied recovery of the prompt payment penalty. Pacific Construction believed that FEI did not complete all the work required under the contract. The trial court determined a good-faith dispute existed as to whether FEI was entitled to the progress payments. FEI appealed the denial of the prompt payment penalty. The Court of Appeal of California said, The problem is that the statute does not define the term good-faith dispute, and the parties disagree as to how it is to be interpreted. FEI contends that an objective standard should be applied while Pacific Construction argues that the standard should be subjective. That is, it would be sufficient if Pacific Construction had a good-faith belief in the merits of its position with respect to its claimed right to withhold payment due to FEI. The court examined the legislative history of the statute and concluded an objective standard should apply. The prompt payment statute were intended to serve as a remedial purpose to encourage general contractors to pay timely their subcontractors and to provide the subcontractor with a remedy in the event that the contractor violated the statute. Given these legislative goals, the recognition of a subjective standard for determining the existence of a good-faith dispute is not only inappropriate, but also places an unnecessary additional burden on the plaintiff's subcontractor to prove the state of mind of the non-paying general contractor. The court went on to rule that although the trial court improperly applied a subjective standard, the objective and observable evidence indicated the existence of a good-faith dispute. Pacific Construction was consistent in its interpretation of the subcontract scope of work. FEI refused to perform some of the work. Pacific Construction paid another company to come in and complete that work. There had been a good-faith dispute, and Pacific Construction was not liable for the prompt payment statute penalties. Most prompt payment statutes contain a similar exception for good-faith disputes, and as with the California statute, most do not define good-faith. And now it's time for the safety segment of the Construction Business Mastery Alliance podcast. I had a very interesting article forwarded to me regarding construction safety this past month, and it was written by Mylita Melton. In her article, she points out a very interesting and new aspect to problems on a construction safety site regarding language. Right now, current indicators indicate that Hispanics will comprise more than 50% of the construction workforce within the next five years. 
the accident and fatality rate for Hispanics in construction is already much higher than that for either African American or Caucasians. Why is there such a disparity between the statistics? The answers are both cultural and linguistic. The workplace in Latin America is a hierarchy with a well-defined chain of command. Workers go up the chain of command ladder with ideas or suggestions to their immediate supervisors. To many Latinos, a good employee trusts his supervisor implicitly without question. Asking questions can be seen as a threat to the supervisor's authority instead of a desire for clarification. The cultural barrier to communications is just as serious as the language barrier where safety is concerned. Even though many Hispanic workers are learning English, for many it is a Herculean task. For the average Hispanic adult, the learning curve to speaking English fluently can take up to seven years and sometimes longer. Consequently, implementing training policies that are spoken and or printed in English only will be ineffective and potentially dangerous. Cultural diversity and Spanish language training for supervisory personnel will continue to provide some of the answers to complex 21st century construction issues. A change in awareness may provide others. I suggest that you think about ways that you can create a new language of safety on your job site. When translators are available, speak slowly. Be direct, using short, simple sentences. And, when possible, use demonstrations. Show specific safety techniques and have all employees practice them. The practical training and facilitated communications is as an important aspect of the new language of safety. In a report, Ms. Melton suggested five ways to break the language barrier. First, speak slowly. Non-native English speakers need extra time to process what you are saying. Translating from one language to another isn't automatic. Second, be direct. Use short, simple sentences, especially when giving instructions. People learning English get lost in a long sentence with complicated grammar. Third, use a normal speaking voice. Don't speak in a loud voice. Your employees don't have trouble hearing you. They have trouble understanding you. Fourth, use bilingual employees wisely. They are one of your company's biggest assets. Group non-English speaking employees with bilingual ones. If possible, group people from the same countries together. Their language and accents will be the same. And fifth, identify bilingual employees with brightly colored hard hats. When seconds count in an emergency, they can be found quickly. And now it's time for the quick tips and bonus section of the Construction Business Mastery Alliance podcast. This past month, one of our listeners posed a very interesting question to me. He asked me how I defined success. So I thought I'd share that with anybody and everybody listening to this podcast this month. I've just, in the month of April, celebrated my 60th birthday. 
My wife and I have been happily married for almost 40 years. I have two grown children, a son and a daughter, both working with me in our family construction business. And I have five wonderful grandchildren. Our company provides for the livelihood of around 20 people or 20 families. And even in these tough economic times, we still have meaningful work to do. In my book, all of that spells success. As we prepare for the July launch of the membership into the Construction Business Mastery Alliance, I have decided to offer a very special bonus to the first 10 individuals that sign up for membership. The bonus will include 50% off of the regular monthly membership cost for life and access to me personally for one year as a mentor to you and your construction company. I am very excited to take this challenge on to help pass on the knowledge and experience that I have to 10 construction companies that are trying to make it in today's environment. But not everything is free in that offer. I do require that each of these 10 go through the Construction 101 assessment and have also gone through the seven C's of a successful contractor before we start. So I recommend that if you're interested in this, that you go ahead to the Construction Business Mastery Alliance website that's now up, log on to the About Us section, and go ahead and sign up for the early registration to be notified when the site launches in July. You really won't want to miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime offer. Again, I'd like to encourage everyone that listens to this podcast to go to iTunes and rate the podcast and write a review so that others can know that what we have to say in the podcast is important and they're able to find it. We all have to work together in this tough time and tough economy to succeed together and have an alliance of strong contractors in this country. If you haven't taken the Construction 101 assessment that you can also find at the website, I strongly recommend that you do this. It's very informative. And I suggest that if you haven't done it also, log on and sign up for the seven C's of a successful contractor at www.cmstrends.com. All of this is absolutely free. And remember, in these tough economic times, don't hope that you will succeed. Plan for success. Thank you.